0: To the Nobody Cares Marketing Podcast. We have a name, John. Nobody Cares. Right, because it's always good to remind ourselves that no matter how beautiful our marketing campaigns are, actually, nobody cares about them. I bet
1: my mom would listen to this. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Mom, maybe my sister. Nobody cares. Nobody cares otherwise. <laughs> nobody cares
0: otherwise. I just wrote a, just the a same shameless. shameless self-promotion I just wrote an article uh, basically on on the topic of nobody cares for uh, rockstar CMO it's uh, going live later this week basically say reminding all of us as advertisers and marketers that uh, if we think anybody actually cares about all of the stuff that we work really hard on we're all fooling ourselves No, wait a minute but,
1: so you're telling me that all this hard work that all marketers are doing that no one really cares. Uh, that's exactly what I'm saying. I think
0: people really only well. So if you think about it, what do market marketers spend their time online looking at the same thing everybody, same things everybody else does? Right. I like to watch videos of dogs running into glass doors. I love that. It's fantastic. I love that. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to watch uh stupid things and then whatever i find on tiktok apparently these days that you
1: know tiktok is absolutely uh absolutely obsessive and, and it, it reminds me of, of there's this uh this place we go to uh in in New Bern our home away from home called the beer army and they have one screen that is 24 uh, 7 running um the chive and I literally cannot stop watching it. So, if you ever go there to, you know, <laughs> to have lunch with me or something, uh, I will not be paying attention to you. Nice. Because it is, I mean, is there anything better than, than people falling off trampolines? I mean, it, there is nothing better than watching people fall off trampolines.
0: But I, I think it's just a lot about the fact that we spend a lot of time watching amateur, grainy videos. And we believe that regular audience members out there, regular consumers, are going to enjoy overproduced, overhyped, very bland content as opposed to something that's actually interesting but maybe less
1: well-produced. Now, I like a good Buick commercial. I'd like to, like to argue with you there. <laughs> uh, especially if you know, they're, say, a sponsor of college basketball, and they play these same two commercials for three months solid. Uh, so that I know that, uh, I love this positioning too, hey, our cars used to be ugly, but now they're less ugly and you won't even recognize that they're a Buick.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah,
1: it's, it's, it's great.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, uh, so one thing that I have found uh, super interesting Along those lines is um, if you look at a brand like Wendy's I think is an excellent example I think REI isn't it takes on the more serious role of and we've talked about REI before I don't want to give them too much free promotion but uh, I think Wendy's is a great example of a company who does it who's recognized who their followers are and they speak to them in a way that matters Uh, for instance We can assume, probably rightly, that the average Wendy's fan isn't someone who cares an awful lot about eating only organically raised, locally sourced, grass-fed beef. They just want a burger
1: at the Wendy's, and they want it to be cheap. And this is kind of the the meaning of nobody cares, right? Because if you think about Wendy's McDonald's, Burger King blah 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 I mean people just want a burger and and that's that's fine that you have an amazing burger or you have a consistent burger or whatever but at the end of the day I'm not sitting around thinking about damn burgers all day right and and so Wendy's doesn't mind
0: making fun of people who make fun of them they own what they are which I, I, all, I love any brand that owns their customers um, we all want to think of our customers as, these, as only the most beautiful, healthy, perfect people out there who make the best decisions. But you know what? If you're Wendy's, maybe that's not your target market. Um, to that point, someone tweeted at them a little while back and said, Wendy's needs to get rid of the square burger because it seems too artificial. Um, Wendy, Wendy's responds and says, unlike the supernatural circle shape that burgers come in when you pick them off the vine. <laughs> like they, they, own, they own who they are and they don't need a million dollar budget they just are who they
1: are and they speak to people as, as humans um, now, now we were talking about this and this is, this is kind of interesting so, so I think we're reaching you know as I think about nobody cares a lot What is is this you know I grew up in a brand world where we had TV print radio some outdoor um, direct mail we didn't have email when I started my job and I'm not that old, right? <laughs> right. You know, I mean, this is like, you know, I tell my students at, uh, at State, you know, hey, I've only been doing this for about 20 years, so uh, the number one thing you need to be ready for in your career is change, because I guarantee it's going to change. But, you know, we had those things, so, so attention was kind of focused on those areas. And, and what happened between now and then is, is we got this unlimited supply of, dogs crashing into doors videos. My, my version of that is, is everybody, you, you've probably been in a, an Uber or Lyft lately, or, or maybe you have one or somebody's car, and they've got one of those, those, uh, those cameras that's running all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, there are literally hundreds of millions of these things now. So you get this compilation of people doing stupid stuff in cars that goes immediately where? It goes to YouTube, play. so so YouTube. so so that is the most interesting channel in the world to me. And if I if I you, start going down that rabbit hole, and YouTube serves me that because it knows that I like it, right? So <laughs> it'll be like I suggest <laughs> a video for me. People wrecking cars, and and I and I like, it, yeah, it, it's once we got away from this kind of limited attention and, and literally there was content for everyone everywhere, more content being produced this minute than all of humanity can consume. Uh, if it wanted to, all of a sudden things like hamburgers just became less important. Yes, I, I like hamburgers. No, I don't care, right? And, yep. and, and I like your point, but here's where my brain always goes, because I read this article the other day talking about how great Burger King's uh, marketing was and how they'd won all these these Cannes Grand Lions. So what do I do immediately is I go to look at financial performance. Uh, well, Burger King has been sold and flopped to several uh, uh, private equities, but basically it's probably worth, well, let's call it $2 billion all in. Mm-hmm. Wendy's uh, is worth... Uh, has a market cap of 3.92 billion dollars, which is which is six times its earnings. okay? So now we can kind of, we can kind of compare. McDonald's is worth 139 billion dollars. So basically take right. Burger King, Wendy's, who else serves burgers? Burger Fies, a new chain, mm-hmm. every local burger place, whatever. Multiplied times 10 and you still don't have McDonald's. So so it, it's interesting that while Wendy's marketing is, is certainly cute and speaks to somebody, nobody cares. Right. In terms of financial valuation anyway. Yep. Uh, Sorry, I was a no, downer tur- with it. Totally true.
0: But I think it all goes to kind of underscore the point of um, the only thing people care about are things that they really, that that connect with them on a personal level. And whether that is dogs running into uh, um, glass doors, or I went really deep down a disturbing rabbit hole on YouTube the other day when I discovered uh, videos of people... Of doctors removing earwax from people's ears—that's ears. a, thing. It's I read, a I, thing. I saw. I saw a and once about you start that. looking, oh, no. you can't look away. Yeah. I um, I'll never ever look. So, I, uh, so I I don't recommend it. It's disgusting, but you can't look away once you start.
1: Well, in, in talking about relevancy, um, who who's the highest paid influencer on YouTube? Mm-hmm. Do you know? Do you know the story? Your your family consumes a lot of this this content. Highest paid. Um,
0: Think, it, think about your
1: son's. So favorite Ryan, video. I would
0: imagine it's Ryan's toy reviews, right?
1: Made like twenty five million dollars this year. He has
0: his own exclusive toy line <laughs> at Walmart. He's got a toy line at Target. You, there's he is everywhere, and there are much better video channels out there for children because he and his mother drive me insane. But um, but people, my son loves him. Right doesn't matter how much i say please turn that off still loves ryan's toy reviews
1: and, and i think that's right you know that is sort of indicative of the kind of things that people do care about today yep right uh i i'm not going to come in and and you know tell you a, a interesting burger anecdote but i probably am going to show you some stupid video that that i saw Right, that that's shareable. It's talkable. It's it, it's interesting. And, yep. And I, I think it says a lot about kind of where we are, because marketers, I feel like, you know, I feel like this this way as a marketer sometimes, like I am just beating on the door to try to get into that attention stream, and and people are like, no, stop it, stop it. Yep. I don't, I don't, you're, I don't want you here, right? I don't, you you don't belong unless you're. Part Unless you figure, yeah, you got to figure out a way
0: to, and this is something we talk about a lot, to build co- a community around why people care about you, sure, and create content that reinforces why people care about you, and to do that, um, you have to actually be human and not just a, a marketing machine that produces beautiful. Mm-hmm. Things. There was an artic-
1: article I read today that had just popped up in my feed that Prosecco has just eclipsed uh champagne in terms of, of uh, unit volume yeah. uh, and, and um, it was there's a great comment on it said you know so you know move over champagne prosecco's here so so reading deeper beyond the headline not a bad idea sometimes uh champagne stills worth the, the champagne market's still worth about 5.5 billion and the Prosecco market's only worth less than a billion, 900, about 950. Mm-hmm. And some guy posted, uh, it's a price point, stupid. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, there you go. There you, you go. go. Champagne's expensive. Yep, and I gotta tell you, I'm not sure that I have a palate that if you poured champagne in one glass and prosecco in the other glass, I'd be able to really <laughs> tell the difference. So, and i <laughs> bet you most people couldn't either. I you, believe they told that. Don't think they could. I believe so anyway, that. Just kind of, kind of, aside.
0: Speaking of video and things that people look at online, we've mentioned TikTok already. Uh, TikTok now one of the highest downloaded apps of 2018, according to the Apple iTunes Store. More downloads. Then Google Chrome
1: and Twitter. Huh. Well, Twitter's probably reached like a maturity saturation. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, all the people who want to tweet are probably tweeting. Is there is there a new reason to get on Twitter? Well,
0: it's the only place you can find Walt
1: Marsberg now. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> right. I, I hear he's leaving uh, Facebook thanks to his announcement. I, I did share a PSA again today. You know. If you are going to leave Facebook, just leave. You don't need to make an announcement about it. If, it.
0: if you're Walt Mossberg, perhaps, and according to his own words, he's been on it for
1: nearly twelve years. Perhaps he needs to. Was he in college? Because uh, that would have taken him over the uh, the college uh, only uh, barrier, wouldn't it? He is. Am I doing my math wrong? Walt Mossberg. Oh, thank you for that. Tech. Uh, reviewer extraordinaire. Yeah, when does even he before anything? he knows about things, he's done. Something? He has an account. He just writes about them. Right. right. He does before he even before he
0: knows about them, he has
1: an oh. account. So he had Gmail uh, before uh, Gmail was even built.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, Walt Mossberg has been around long enough to actually watch technology evolve from the wheel all the way up to Facebook. Ah. But uh, he is leaving Facebook wow. after 12 years because. His values and policies and the actions of Facebook have diverged to a point where they're no longer comfortable. Um, I, uh, I also love Scott Monty, our our friend, uh, won the internet today by saying, I was expecting this update from Cheryl
1: Sandberg. <laughs> oh, God, that's funny. Uh, well played, Scott. Well played. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I don't understand. This is something, you know, you and I have some offline conversations about. Uh, everything doesn't have to be. I don't know. If this is political. Everything doesn't have to be political or values based or or whatever. You know, we could just use Facebook or not. And if you don't want to use it, don't use it. But what, why? Why the need to make the uh, the announcement? You know. Yeah. Well, he 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 goes on to
0: belabor the point in his. Uh, In his series of tweets on why he's leaving Facebook, basically to say that he's not attempting to shame anyone who wants to stay on Facebook. He's not asking anyone else to leave Facebook, but clearly the only reason you would make an announcement like this instead of just saying, "Eh, "Ah, I don't find any value on Facebook. I'm not going to go back there." It wouldn't be it, right? The only reason that that you would make an announcement like this is to make a statement, Um, and clearly making a statement about Facebook's values. I'm going to assume around privacy and um and the way they handle it which i think we've talked before is it's a
1: it's a concern but
0: i don't think it's a concern to the average
1: user i don't think it is either and i also think you know facebook privacy google privacy whatever is pretty easy to deal with if you want privacy don't be there You, you know we 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 joke with uh with uh, our, our chairman, Mr. Lanasa, you know, he, he'll go up, go around the office and unplug our Alexa's because he doesn't, right. <laughs> doesn't want to listen to him. I'm like, well, how about your phone? And he says, oh, I, I have Siri turned off. And I'm like, well, sure, that works. So, I, I mean, you, you know, there is a solution to, to these things. Um, it's called don't use them. I think the
0: problem is somewhere along the way, because uh, we... I, We came up on early internet, right? Like, I I think there's, I've never had an expectation of privacy on the internet. Mm -hmm. And I think the disconnect is that maybe people now do have an expectation of privacy on the internet. I'd have no expectation that anything I share through any app, anywhere connected to the internet is going to remain private.
1: It's not. Let me. Let me. Uh, I let really me,
0: don't even expect that out of my bank apps. And if I don't I'm being care totally
1: what law gets passed. Uh, what 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 people shame it. It does not matter, right? It does not matter. You, you the 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 thought of privacy in a in a digital realm is, is an illusion, and 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 it's just part of the deal. And you you know again, you don't have to be here. Right. right and i get it you know you're going to lose connection you're going to you know but you don't have nobody forcing you to do this
0: yeah you you give our whole lives are a, are a uh, a balancing act between the cost of something and the benefit we get out of it sure it does cost some i mean it costs us some privacy to be uh to have to carry around tracking devices in our phones all the time it costs some privacy to have uh amazon Listening into us all the time. but uh, at the end of the day, do we is the value that we get out of it uh, bigger or better than the cost of the privacy that we give up? I think to the vast majority of people it is.
1: Well, I, I think people vote with their feet, right? right? So uh, you know, if you look at the usage, I would say a lot of people say it. And, I, and I, I believe there is much more discussion about privacy, in the, the media press than there is in, in, you know, among the general population themselves. And, and I, you even read it at sometimes like, I, I, I read it as the, the a little, you know, a little jealousy or a little schadenfreude of the, um, you know the power of these networks you know people pay attention to Facebook like them or not you know the people are there they're paying attention um, maybe not necessarily to your Buick ad. Right. Sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. So what else is going on? What's the, uh, what's the, any, any new ahas for you this week? So I have a stat um, I think
0: we're going to introduce this as a regular feature on the podcast, the, the stat of the week. Um, got a couple of really interesting stats from a search engine land uh, piece on uh, data around the 2018 holiday shopping season. Um, so this one is, is by far the most surprising one. Um, what percent do you believe... Of all Google paid search clicks are actually Google shopping ads. Now, if you're like me, I didn't realize Google shopping was that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I do all of my search shopping on Amazon. Mm-hmm. But, um, but paid search and Google shopping apparently is a big deal. So if you had to take a guess what percent of all Google paid search Clicks. All the search, all the clicks that happen in paid search during holiday season. What percent is Google Shopping?
1: Hmm. So clicks. I actually took an action. I took an action. Time. Yeah. Uh, forty percent. Good
0: guess. That's probably what I would guess. Eighty-seven uh, percent. Holy crap. Of all clicks on Google paid search ads is for Google Shopping Um, and it's continuing to go up it's not really just it's driven up by holiday season um, as you can imagine but uh, according to the trend line over the last four years it really doesn't go back down so there's an uptick a significant ramp up in uh, the amount of Google Shopping ads uh, during holiday season but then it stays pretty level what that's telling me is that advertisers are finding enough bang for the buck that they say hey you know what I'm going to keep pumping money into shopping ads.
1: Hmm. So so that's an interesting set. I think it speaks um, to, to something we talk about a lot, which is consumer behavior change. Yep. So, you know, I'm, I'm consuming all this this crazy media, right? Uh, you know, people on skateboards, on trampolines. And that's what I want to do to entertain myself, right? Right. But when I need to get something done, uh, I'm using the most efficient route possible. Yep. You know, for you that's Amazon, for, for people that's, that's Google, for, for some people that's Google Shopping. I like Google Shopping for this reason. Um, they aggregate all the things that I want. Mm-hmm. So instead of thinking about the channel, I'm just thinking about the thing that I want. Right? Yep. And then I can choose the channel based on, the, you know, do I trust it, do I know it? Is this the actual thing that I want? Is this the price? You know, it really makes price a table stakes because in that kind of scenario, pricing really becomes the same. Um, it, it makes uh, it makes features and benefit kind of the same. Because you got, you know. Uh, so, so it really comes down to do I trust this channel or not? And you know, I have that same behavior on Amazon where we try not to order things from Amazon Marketplace because we're, we we don't have the trust factor mm-hmm. that we have with, with, with mainline Amazon. Yep, right. And so it's it's an interesting. I'm sure I'm not the only person that has that. No, absolutely not. Yeah,
0: we do the same thing.
1: So that, that's a that's an interesting uh, that's an interesting play too. Wow, that stat is is astounding, right? It, you know, when I am in shopper mode, uh, that is what drives that. That is when ads become extremely helpful.
0: Exactly, for for sure, and I think and, and I think it really speaks to the ability of Google, and I think Facebook is is just as good at this of uh, serving you the right ad at the right time. So interestingly enough, today um, my wife tells me, "Hey, we need to order the dog a Christmas present. It's important. <laughs> Our dogs need to be loved too." And uh,
1: I like where she started, though. We need to order the dog. Right. How, guys, how far you guys live from a PetSmart or a Walmart? About or, a mile and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long So it's, <laughs> it's a long way.
0: Uh, so uh, we, we were gonna order BarkBox, and I went to BarkBox, because she had seen a, a special offer. Um, couldn't find any special offer on their website. You know, then they go to the coupon website, because I don't want to disappoint. Went to RetailMeNot, <laughs> went to a few places. Couldn't find a coupon that worked, and um, so I I called her back and said, "I'm not going to spend thirty bucks on a dumb dog gift. Sorry." (laughs) uh, Dog's not worth thirty dollars. As much as I spent on this dog, it should be worth thirty (laughs) dollars. But we can go to the Walmart, to your point, and pick up some uh, some cheap uh, presents there because it's just going to chew it up. Um, However, about 30 minutes after I visited this website, um, I have my phone open and I'm looking at Facebook and I'm served with an ad from BarkBox. Hey, here's the special offer. The special offer apparently was only for people who had visited the website and then got retargeted with ads, but they, they knew that I was in purchase mode and they put something in front of me that yeah, they gotta move quick. They gotta move right. quick. And so I I moved quick on it. I bought it right there and rewarded them for their advertising. However, Bart Box, I would have really just liked to have the special offer when I got
1: there. Yeah, give me the best price when I get there. Right. So this is this is all about you know, this this idea of dynamic pricing. Right. Yep. So there was a there was a company uh, a, a few years ago, I forget the name, that had this magic algorithm that basically could predict um, you know, with, with pretty strong accuracy within seven seconds or something, I forget reading their, their kind of press, uh, who was not gonna be a buyer. So, so if they ran the algorithm on you and they predicted you weren't gonna be a buyer, this was the idea. They could just give you a lower price upfront, right? Yeah. Well, that sounds great, but not that hard to replicate. Mm-hmm. right? I can go, we could, we could probably go and, and figure that out. As well, you know. So, so you know, the, the, a lot of the problem that I think the ad tech industry is experiencing right now is, you know, there's a lot of, of undifferentiated stuff, right? You yep. know, analytics are analytics. We can we can kind of figure it out. Why are yours better than mine? That becomes a commodity. It drives price down. It's not it's not any margin. I think if I was a brand, I would be really worried about that because if I find out that I paid 30 bucks for a bark box and you paid 20, I'm be pissed off. It's a, I think it's a, a serious
0: concern. It's, it's something that companies like Uber and Airbnb are more guilty of than other places. Mm-hmm. Um, airlines also, I've, I have found... Well, they invented that. Right. right? If, yeah. if, I, if you use a VPN to, to get your plane tickets, then you get a different price than if they know John Andrews, who always flies with us, he's going to fly with us regardless is showing up to buy a ticket
1: yeah and and i'm gonna i'm gonna fly with with delta regardless yeah. right so what i'd like them to do is reward me for that but let's don't uh let's don't play any games just give me the best price you can do make a little money and, and let's be friends forever
0: and it's somewhere along the way because it's what i was taught early in in this industry is that it's a lot more expensive to get a new customer than to keep your old customer absolutely and, and somewhere along the way, we just got really greedy and decided to gouge our old customer because, it's, because they're not going to leave us um, instead of rewarding them. And, and we just use special offers to get new customers. I, the, the, the funnel there is, is flipped in a really bad
1: way. Well, there, there's zero barrier to, to somebody reaching you now, right? So you got a new competitor... Uh, a, little, a little less in the airline industry but for, for goods for sure you know, we talked about this with the meat hoodie uh, it, you know I can reach you as a customer with a hoodie pretty quickly right and or, or as a pet product you know pretty quickly even faster and more convenient than your pet down the street mm-hmm. you, you know that becomes a problem for people and I, and I think the, the prevailing response is man we just got to hammer people we got to hammer people, we got to hammer them wherever they are. Um, I had this experience with pricing, and, and, and I'm sure a lot of people do this. I know my wife does it. Uh, it, you know, where I gain, you know, I know these things are going on in the background, so I gain a system. I put something in my uh, in, in my box, in, in my, my shopping cart, and just right. and ignore and it. Leave it there. Right? And I think, you know, so now. It's, it's this whole gamification again, right? Now, okay, retailers are figuring this out. Oh, that's good. You know, if I, put, if I give them 20% off whatever's in his Well, come back. I'll, 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 But then the real price to me is 20% less. I was, uh, I was booking a hotel room in, in LA, and, and I didn't have a room... Um, the whole day when I, when I was traveling. And this drives my wife crazy because she wants to know where we're staying. Mm-hmm. But I'm a little more flexible. I, I can, I can kind of and I'm kind of watching and rooms are popping up. And All of a sudden I notice the price starts dropping. So I'm like, oh well, I, got, I didn't book a room until I landed in LA. right?" And by that time the room that I had looked at earlier had fallen about 60 bucks in price. And I'm like, oh, well, then that's what I'm going to do, you know. And, and I, I knew enough about what was going on at that time to know that the rooms were not going to sell out. So right. I, would, I would have a place to stay, you know. But it's, it's creating a gamified behavior on my part, too. So now we've got to play this thing instead of, you know, Hotel Tonight, the, the app that I use to do that. Just saying, hey, here's a great price. This is a fair price for you. You're a good customer, and uh, we want you to keep coming back.
0: Or better yet,
1: Hilton should
0: recognize if you're a, a long time rewards member and, and you always pick their stuff, they just give you a better price. Sure. Give me, actually, you know what? Why don't you give me the price that you would give me if I had showed up at midnight and you were just trying to get rid of the last yeah, cause, hotel Because
1: they market their rooms, their unsold rooms on Hotel Tonight. Right. Why well, can't I get that price as well? As, by the way, I was a Hilton top tier member and now I just stay, you know, wherever because. I get a little more variety, actually. It's mm-hmm. there's there's kind of a different driver, but also I can just I can get a better price. I can get you know, and and it, it doesn't feel like a good relationship when I'm a loyal customer and you're giving somebody a better price just because they're you know they're they're going to shop with uh, with another another platform. Yep. So uh, one one final.
0: Uh, topic for today's show as we're moving into the holidays. Uh, it's another holiday focused uh, retail behavior um, and I think it's, uh, it, it, we've talked a lot about ads and, and kind of traditional marketing in general and, and this really, I th- be- believe, if you look past the data, now this is from the same Surgeon Land article um, and it's not really commenting on what the meaning of this is, but when you look at the data and kind of look past it to see what it means, I, I think it is a really big indicator of where content comes in to play for brands. Clearly, we can see that advertising still works, and so, advertising isn't going anywhere. It's also not being taken over by AI anytime soon. We can all rest comfortably in that knowledge. What? <laughs> but uh, there's also no such thing as AI in marketing. Um, you can. I, I, you can convi- you say that. You, you know what? I invite... Trail.
1: People will lose their
0: minds. I invite anyone listening to this podcast to convince me otherwise. I am at KCP Casey C-A-S-E-Y-P-F-Y at Twitter. Convince me otherwise, please. There is no AI in marketing.
1: AI is not pattern recognition. Right. You'll know, you'll know AI when it comes because the we'll, power grid will go off and we'll all, or will we'll we. all die. <laughs> yeah, well, not for long. Um, so... An interesting
0: trend that um, that Search Engine Land has been tracking over the last few years is the upswing in using mobile specifically, but using search in general to uh, do near me location, near me searches for retail. Uh, retail specific uh, get location details for directions and for phone numbers. Um, now, there's no way to, to display this right now, but we'll put a link in the show notes that you can see uh, this uh, this trend line that spikes incredibly high to the tune of about uh, four, four and a half times more search volume in the week leading up to Christmas, specifically for uh, local retail locations. Now, that... That can be ad driven. There are local ad blocks that you can buy, but generally, what's happening here is all of this is pure search, and uh, and what matters there is going to be the content that um, that is that your local stuff that your local locations have produced um, and content that's leaking to them as uh, as the answer to your question. I may be looking for a local sporting goods store. I am. To go make a last-minute decision, <laughs> I mean, go ma- make a last-minute purchase. So um, I, I use these searches all the time, um, and I think that uh, and and obviously the data supports the fact that in the week leading up to Christmas, when shipping rates and that sort of thing get really high, people are using uh, search for local about five times more than normal. Wow!
1: So it's it's whatever near me kind yeah, of, kind whatever, of yeah
0: whatever so yeah something near me. For retail specifically,
1: do you, do you use maps as search as a search engine? That's that's all I use, I use Google Maps. So I had the the <laughs> best experience in LA. I, I had gone on a, 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 a hike meeting, which is a very California thing. <laughs> a California and thing and I was laughing because people were like, "Oh, that's that's kind of cool," and I'm like, "Yeah, it's not my first one, right?" <laughs> I, so I'm gonna start taking people on hike meetings in Raleigh. If you want to meet with me with these year randomly, we're going on a hike meeting. So. Uh, Bring some comfortable shoes. Let's wait till the spring. I'm bringing that to Raleigh. <laughs> nope, bring a coat. You know, <laughs> I, I, this is, we're gonna be tough. Um, but I'm walking kind of back in the direction of my hotel after that kind of kind of chill and um, I'm like, oh, I want some good coffee, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I open Apple Maps. I type in coffee and you know the map gets populated. Uh, there's the, some cool places that look like they're kind of along the Los Angeles River. And I'm like, wow, I want to do that. So I start walking in the direction of that place. And to your point, uh, and I had this discussion with a person that, that I was talking to about it. They're like, well, I want to see the ratings and reviews. I'm like, I don't care about the ratings and reviews. I want to see the pictures of the food. Right. I want to see the pictures of the coffee. I want to see the, the, the pictures of the place. Is this a place I want to, you know, when I drink coffee, half of the enjoyment is the dwell. Mm-hmm. And I found this little camper that served awesome coffee and had a partnership with donut farm which I didn't know what that was but it sounded that sounds fantastic <laughs> in the pictures of it. so you know what I did I went there and, and it's you think about maps as a search engine um, totally makes sense I just I didn't know if that was a, a thing but I've been doing that for a while now you know when I'm in a place yeah well
0: and, and I think it's the same uh, use case that we both use in that which uh, we've never talked about either I, I use uh, I use Google Maps, typically, and uh, and I'm looking for photos of the the menu, photos of the items, photos of the place. I want to see, is it kid-friendly? Yep. Is it a place I can bring my kids to? And I tell all that by the photos that people have shared and kind of attached to the location yeah. um, rather
1: than an ad. And I don't really pay attention to the reviews either. Michael Michael Fraser and I both participate in the uh, Google Guides program. Right. And so we'll get updates. And he and I literally both have, have pictures that have had 50,000 views. Wow. And that has nothing to do with your audience. That's all about people looking for more information about the place that you went. So you think about how that drives uh, search results in a very different way than we think about it. You know, Because we've always thought about audience. Well, your audience is whoever it is, right? You know, so I've yeah. got, I've got a, a picture up at, uh, uh, RDV Vineyards that that has you know is, is probably now approaching a hundred thousand views. Wow! It's stupid to think about, but the but again to your point, how easy is that for a brand to foster the creation of more content yeah. uh, using an app like PhotoFast? Shameless plug. Uh, yeah, but, uh, well it is a great <laughs> it's a great place to plug because uh,
0: it, it's it, it is where marketers. Um, are going to turn to look more and more often. The more data we see that supports, and we, we have a, a survey that someone shared with us that supports the idea that a lot of shoppers actually still prefer online shopping. Sure. I mean, I'm sorry, in-store uh, retail, shopping. in-store yeah. shopping to online shopping. And um, I, I think, but we, we tend to view that as marketers as two separate channels. There's online and there's physical. But the reality is that some insane percentage of of physical retail sales are now actually influenced by an initial well, they begin mobile or digital touch point. Sure, right. They come from search results. They come from those the photos and videos. Um, we can't connect those two, but it absolutely is affecting in-store traffic.
1: I, and I think... You know, the conversation we have a lot, I think this is going to be the big trend for 2019. I think yep. marketers come to the realization of, I cannot buy another dollar in ad. Oh, we're done. I've got we're to augment <laughs> in a different way. What better way than localized content attached to the path of purchase that I find on whatever channel I'm using, Google Maps, Waze, uh, phone a friend, doesn't matter. Uh, you know that that uh, that augments all that advertising that, that is there from the brand.
0: One hundred percent agree. That's that's why we exist, and and uh, I think it's a perfect example of why this podcast helps uh, helps kind of drive that point home. These sort of things, um, we're going to begin. We're going to see more and more data that supports the idea that ev- ev- every aspect of our life is influenced by mobile, there is not a standalone piece of uh, of business and retail and shopper marketing in general that isn't impacted by um, by digital, social, mobile, search uh, content, basically any content online. Um, there's not a, a point of it that isn't impacted by that somewhere.
1: Well, if you really want to get get goofy about it, um, think about you know uh, 5G life just a couple three years from now and when, when it's pretty pervasive. And all of these things are talking to each other. Mm-hmm. And my Nest uh, alerts you know, McDonald's that I'm leaving the house in the morning. And I, I go, I don't do this, but it's a behavior. Uh, and I go and I get the same egg McMuffin and, and the same coffee every, every morning. And it just has it ready for me so I can do a slow roll through a parking lot until I throw it through the window. I mean, that is here. And will be the way that, that these systems work together in, in, in well, it does that now, but in a, in a super short time.
0: Yeah, and I, I think it's going to happen in a way that we don't realize how awesome it is once it's here. Um, I mean, I was thinking earlier this week, um, back in 2010-ish, uh, 2011, Foursquare had just come out. Mm-hmm. A lot of location-based marketing Uh, platforms had were rolling out and and the big buzzword that everybody talked about was uh, discoverability like it's really going to enable all kinds of new uh, just um, ways of discovering new places and ways of uh, connecting with friends and discovering new places and the social aspect of it no foursquare I know you still use it but nobody else does and uh, but I'm the
1: mayor of a bunch of places, you're mayor. Of, well, right, well, there's nobody else. Just do. Bragging to my wife the other day <laughs> that I was mayor of some place we had chicked, yeah, nobody does that, right. I'm Nobody like, does no. it anymore. So, uh, so they that went away, them. but the,
0: but, but but the reality came in from uh, from Google and Facebook and from all these other places where I can now actually, act- actually serendipitously discover places easily. easily with the push of a button, without ever even thinking. And it's become so ingrained in our life that we, we don't realize that it is what we called eight years ago, this magical thing of serendipitous discovery. And everyone talked about it, but it's here. And now it's just like, oh, everybody does it. And we don't think about it being special anymore.
1: I hadn't thought about that until you said it because I remember that time, right? And that, that, was, that was their goal. Uh, I think it was kind of uh, the goal of Whirl. Yeah. one of their competitors, John, John Kim, and Jeff, uh, Jeff's company. Um, you know, as you say that, though, I think about it. it it's kind of like omni-channel, mm-hmm. right? And, and from a, a marketer or brand standpoint, it was something that you're going to do for people, right? I'm going to, I'm going to do this stuff, and I'm going to create these, these uh, location-triggered ads. They're going to tell you that, you know, I got hamburger for $1.99, off, right. you know, um, or whatever. And that wasn't the point. Nobody cares. The point was... <laughs> right. Nobody cares. The point was I'm walking down some street in Los Angeles, don't know where I am, and I want coffee. And, and literally, I could have just said, Siri, coffee. And Siri would have done that exact same thing for me, but a little different result. Yep. But, but Siri is going to look at the location data of coffee shops and then add the, the richness and kind of the, the dimension of all of the content that exists. Yep. So if you're a coffee shop and you've got a bunch of, of location content, right? That's going to show up. If you don't, it might just be Starbucks and I get Starbucks. Well, I know what Starbucks is. And, you know, I didn't go to Los Angeles to go to freaking Starbucks. Right. <laughs> I got Starbucks here. Right.
0: <laughs> it's right down the road. I'm just dying to go. Totally agree. Great show, John. Thank you. Likewise. I think that wraps it up for the week. Merry Christmas uh, to you and to all of our listeners, the tens, dozens of you out there. And remember, nobody cares. Nobody cares. All right. But we do care (laughs) about Christmas.
1: Have a great holiday.